Hey friend, welcome to the Bible Tracked Echoes radio broadcast. I'm Michael McCurry, your host, and I'm very thankful for the opportunity that I have to speak to you today. Now, I'd like you to think back to your childhood. We all probably grew up in different eras. We grew up in different places geographically. But I want you to go back to maybe that fanciful idea of of Americana, that little slice of kids waiting uh, for the school bus. They're standing out there. Maybe think of a, a chilly morning. What is it? Tuesday today? A chilly Tuesday morning. And kids out there with their friend group, all the kids from that way on the block and that way on the block, and they've all come together to this place we're waiting on the big yellow school bus. But today, there's a little bit of friction. There's a little bit of uh, young, unbridled, uh, macho, um, let's see, bravado that's just kind of bubbling to the surface. Yeah, they're only second, third, fourth grade, but every once in a while, the, uh, the alpha males need to try to assert themselves, and there are some words said, and these are little kids, and so they're not, they're not sure, they, they know they shouldn't say any dirty words, and so they make some insinuations, and they, and they say some not-so-nice things about other people, but then things get to a certain level. It's it's right before that any pushing and shoving would happen. These kids, they know they shouldn't do that, but they get to a place where they're not sure what to say. They don't know how to express themselves. They're just little kids. I mean, eight, nine, ten years old, and one kid looks across with his cheeks flushed. He's a little bit angry, got those rosy cheeks. He's all bundled up in his coat and he's trying to think, what am I supposed to say? And he says, the first thing that comes to mind, my daddy can whoop your daddy. You ever heard that before? Again, I realize I'm kind of telling this little fable of a story from long, long ago and maybe a piece of Americana that's no longer even relevant today or doesn't exist today. I hope it does because even though those kids are fighting, there's there's something fun about just watching kids establish themselves and learn some things. And But that thought, my daddy can beat your daddy. My daddy's stronger than your daddy. Have you ever said that before? Have you ever heard it said? Maybe it's just a cliche, but you know what I'm talking about, right? The child, not confident in his own physical abilities, not necessarily sure of himself, not knowing what to say, he falls back on and relies on the apparent perceived strength of his father figure. And says, my daddy can whoop your daddy. Well, let me apply that to where you and I live today as Christians. Did you know that we have a father? If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, then right now in heaven, you have a father. You have one that loves you. That's accepted you. The Bible uses the word grafted you into the family. You've become a part of the family. And there's nothing the Bible says that can take you out of his hands. As a Christian, to say, my daddy is stronger than your daddy. I don't care what false God, what little G God you want to insert into the conversation. Jehovah God is more powerful 
Yesterday, we looked back at the book of Mark, chapter number 1. We were looking at verses number 39 and 40. I'd like you to turn there with me, because we're going to talk today about respecting His power. We talked about realizing our inadequacies yesterday, but today I'd like us to respect His power as we should. The book of Mark, chapter number 1, let's begin reading in verse number 39. And he, meaning Jesus, preached in their synagogues throughout Galilee, and cast out devils. And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. This leper, you realize, for those that may not be familiar with biblical diseases and, and things that in the Western world, in first world countries, I should say, to a large degree has been very much eradicated, but there are still some pockets around the world where leprosy is still a very real thing. This disease can rot away the fingers, the nose, the skin. Can, it can cause sores. It's an absolutely horrific physically and visually disease, and it's even more horrific to live with. But this leper comes to Jesus, realizing his own inadequacies, his own inabilities to heal himself. And he comes to Jesus and says, if thou wilt. Why if thou wilt? Why didn't he go to the doctors at the time? Well, he figured out that they didn't have any ability to fix him. Why did he not go to the priests? Because no matter what prayers, no matter what incantations, no matter what uh, 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 blessings were, were, were prayed over him, there was no help to be found there. He couldn't go to his parents, his mom and his dad. Uh, no, couldn't help him. The bank, no, no amount of money, no loan could satisfy the issues his body had. He went to the only source, the only power source with any possibility of seeing him made whole. He went to Jesus. See, when you respect his power, you'd be amazed at how often your direction and your focus changes and you actually start going to him with your problems. Why is it that so many people post about their problems on Facebook? Am I saying there's anything wrong with posting a prayer request on Facebook? Absolutely not. My church has a prayer chain that we keep on Facebook, okay? But I'm saying if you go to your friends, so-called, on the internet, if you'd even go to your friends in the physical real world before you'd go to Jesus, then it might be that you are disrespecting his power. But when you really conceptualize and have any understanding, little though we can, we can't understand his power. We, we, we really can't. I didn't say understand his power. I said respect his power. We'll never until we, maybe when we get to heaven, will we really be able to wrap our minds around once we see the grandeur of heaven, streets of gold, a crystal sea, once we see these things, maybe we'll be able to have some understanding with our glorified bodies and minds, the true scope of his power. But in the meanwhile, we can respect his power. But once you start to respect his power, it makes it all the more poignant, all the more personal to you and to me. When we see in verse number 40, there came a leper to him beseeching him and kneeling down to him. 
and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. But then we see the response of the all-powerful one. God is not just omniscient. That means he's all-knowing. That word omni and then nishint, that word nishint or there or shint, I guess, it has the same, some of the same letters as the word science. I, I'm, I'm doing a bad job of describing it. You can look it up. I won't try to uh, spell it for you because I'll mess it up. But all-knowing, science, uh, knowing, omniscient. He is all-knowing. He's, of course, omnipresent. He's everywhere. Omni meaning all. He's everywhere. But he's also omnipotent. Potent. He's not impotent. No, friend, he's potent. He has all power. Look at verse number 41. And Jesus moved with compassion. His compassion moved him to do something. He put forth his hand. He didn't put his hand up to heaven and say, Oh, God, please heal this man, talking to his Father in heaven. He put forth his hand and touched him. Do you realize that to touch a leper, just to touch a leper, would make you unclean in the Jewish tradition by their laws? Do you realize the the threat of disease spreading through the touch? and, and, And lepers had to walk through the neighborhood when they had to when they had to relocate or move they'd walk through yelling unclean unclean to warn people stay away don't accidentally bump into me you don't want what i have what a shameful way to live what an embarrassing thing to, even if your leprosy was not far gone and and maybe you could hide it under some rags and you could wrap your hands and no one would really be able to tell it hadn't maybe spread to your face yet but to walk through saying unclean unclean i have no power to heal myself but then jesus says i will puts out his hand the all powerful one and puts it on this man Oh, what a thought to think that he has the power not just to show compassion. We can show compassion. We can be moved with compassion. But I can tell you, there are very few Christians that will touch a leper because of God's power. I do know of some people that I hold in high regard, people I consider heroes, heroes of the faith. But I say, friend, do you respect his power? Maybe you don't have leprosy today. Actually, I would hazard a guess that very few people under the sound of my voice that will listen to this particular broadcast have leprosy. But I do wonder, what are you struggling with? What is it that you need to bring to him? As you face off with a world lost in sin, absolutely beside itself, out of its mind and wickedness and evil, do you know what you and I can say? unequivocally, without shame, should be without any embarrassment. We should be able to say to a lost and dying world that serving that is of its father, the devil, you should be able to say this, my daddy, speaking of Jehovah God, my daddy can whoop your daddy. When was the last time you faced off with the world, the flesh, and the devil and said, you know what? I'm nothing. See, here's a a, a great illustration, for a a great example, a, a great lesson for us. That's what I'm looking for, a great lesson for us. Don't ever make your battles, spiritual battles, between you and whatever it's you're facing. 
Don't make the battle between you and, and, and a, a nasty family member who's just trying to tear you down. Don't make your battle between you and a church member that's living in sin and, and, and just saying nasty things about you and your church and your pastor. Don't ever make it between you and the problem. No, friend, when I go out soul winning and I hand out a gospel track, it's not about me. It never was. No, friend, it's about the one I serve. It's about my daddy. It's about my father, Jesus Christ, God Almighty, the triune God, the Holy Spirit. It's about God, the Father. So I encourage you, as you face off with the world today, respect his power. And when you invoke his name in prayer, realize who you're talking to. You'll never understand his grandeur, but you can absolutely respect his power. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm so thankful for the opportunity to speak to you. I ask you, if you would, would you please consider joining us tomorrow on the broadcast? We're going to continue in the book of Mark, chapter 1. God willing, we'll even conclude our discussion of Mark 1 this week. Have a great day for his glory, and God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.